You're listening to episode 232 of the Fitz Pro podcast. And today we are going over crafting your coaching philosophy, which really to me is aligning your brand with your core values. Those things should be intertwined and your core values, I think, permeate your coaching philosophy a lot more than people maybe recognize. And so hopefully after today's episode, you will have some insight into that and maybe some more clarity. Without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. First off, I do want to thank Legion Athletics for sponsoring this podcast. They are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. If you are looking to add creatine or dabble in creatine, I love that there's so much more coming out about creatine, especially females taking creatine and just the gains that are left on the table if you're not taking creatine, I should say possibly left on the table. Um, as usual, you know, you consult with your doctor, do your own research before implementing anything into your dietary intake. But if you are looking at supplements in general and you want high quality supplements, obviously the supplement industry is very unregulated. It is kind of a free for all. You can trust Legion. And I feel comfortable saying that. I feel comfortable backing them. They are backed by science, backed by data, backed by scientific peer-reviewed literature. And We love that. So if you are interested in supplements, check them out. Get 20% off your first order. If you use code Annie at checkout, go to buylegion.com, B-U-Y legion.com and use code Annie to save or get double Legion reward points. So your coaching philosophy is so much more than the methods you adopt and whether or not you think, you know, cardio should be before or after a lift, whether you think macros are a necessity or not, a massive part of your coaching philosophy is shaped by your core values and beliefs. So stick with me if you are like any that is so woo woo. What are you talking about? I coach squats. Rather than saying crafting, maybe it's more like identifying or carving out. I want you to carve out your coaching philosophy. It likely already exists. That's why I say carve out, but you have yet to kind of claim it and identify it. And it can be really helpful in your marketing, your messaging, your sales, your communication with clients for you to actually take the time to map this out as a coach, whether you are a chiropractor, whether you're a physical therapist, whether you work with people um, in the female space and pelvic floor, hormones, it doesn't, I don't care what area of health and fitness, it's such a broad, um, broad industry. I don't care where you fall into the industry. Carving out your coaching philosophy and your values is likely not going to be detrimental to your business. So why do your brand values matter? They are the foundation and the backbone of your brand from content to hiring people to help you, contractors, other coaches, et cetera, assistants to how you work with clients, how you communicate, and even the structure you choose for whatever offer it is that you have. And I mean the, uh, the business model structure of the offer, not like what exercises you choose within program design. Your brand values are going to 
align with or misalign with your audience and potential customers, which is why it's helpful to define them. I think that knowing your brand values and your personal values really helps the, I'm not trying to serve everyone. That's not my goal. I'm trying to serve people that value these things and therefore take action in these areas. That really lets you or allows you to kind of let go of people who don't align with your values. It empowers you to do that. You will be joyous when you get an email from someone and you're like, immediately no. Immediately no, immediately no. I've seen what I need to see. Immediately no. (laughs) It's a no. Um, As you go further along in business, you will find that there are those people that you are like, I already know you would be an issue inside my program. Um, Please don't pay me money. And knowing your core values and knowing your brand values allow you to do that. So again, your brand values are going to align with or misalign with. They're going to draw you closer to your audience or filter out people from your audience and potential customers. And you want that. Your brand values can, can, right? Asterisk can, and ideally do keep you grounded as well as a coach and an entrepreneur, having these clearly set out in front of you, allow you to make hopefully more aligned decisions and say, you know, I want to do X or I'm at this crossroads and I'm not positive. I don't have a clear answer. You can look at your brand values and say, does this serve, you know, any of these five brand values? Where does this decision fit in? And those can help you make that decision as a coach, as an entrepreneur, and that feels grounding. That gives you a sense of control and autonomy in your business. What actually are core values? Because I think people get this confused. I've got this confused in the past. Personal core values versus brand core values. In business, Google says Core values are the deeply ingrained principles that guide all of a company's actions. They serve as its cultural cornerstones. I can get down with that. I can agree that, agree with that, excuse me. So no matter what, I think values and beliefs drive behavior. I would certainly say that on the personal side. So that's why I say, I mean, in this Google definition, it says, They guide all of the company's actions, right? Ingrained principles that drive all of the company's actions. Specific to personal brand values, I would say beliefs drive behavior. So yes, they are slightly different, but absolutely have carryover if you have a personal brand. Then we have, and those values will absolutely permeate and sometimes dictate the actual methods that you choose to use within your coaching philosophy. So your method is a part of your coaching philosophy. We have your brand values and you can look up a list of brand values. Be sure that they are the words that you see need to be words that can drive action. That would be the differentiator. So sometimes I see words on value lists that I'm like, that's not an actual value. Be sure that the words can drive action, that they are principle-based, especially when looking for your brand, but also when looking for yourself. So underneath your method, schools of thought that you pull from and or align with are part of your method, especially when new coaches come to me and ask questions mostly around confidence and like creating content. I don't know what to say. And what if I don't know enough and the questions of that sort, when you're starting out, it is very normal to not copy, but pull from 
other schools of thought that are well-established, that are backed by evidence, that you can say, I align with this. I agree with this. And so you can share information from that. So that is part of your method, especially when starting out. But you will continue to pull from other schools of thought um, because none of us, none of us are actual experts. There are experts who have studied these things for decades, have tons of peer-reviewed research and credibility behind them. We are always going to be pulling from those people to communicate our method, to communicate why we choose the approaches that we do within our coaching philosophy. Another thing is going to be personal experience within the field. So performance or professional, like as a trainee, um, I, my brain goes to strength and conditioning because that's where I come from, but yours could be nutrition-based, it could be chiropractic-based, it could be uh, clinical-based. It totally depends on you know your area of expertise or your area of focus. But you can absolutely, your method is going to be shaped by your personal experience. Again, that applies to performance-based, your own experiences as a a trainee or a person within the field, as well as as a professional. So who do you look to? Researchers. Brad Schoenfeld is my go-to when it comes to research. He, in my opinion, does the most applicable research to present day strength and hypertrophy training. And that is really, really, really hard to come by. Now I read other research because you don't want to, Brad Schoenfeld is not my guru, right? I shouldn't only read what he says. I should read what he says and then corroborate that or look at other research that is also coming out to see if, you know, to, to look at all the options, draw my own conclusions. Charles Poliquin was massive in influencing my program design approach. You will see that if you take pure programming. I love me some Charles Poliquin. I love me some Charles Poliquin, because I have personal experience with his style of program design, and it is tried true, and I, I rarely say proven, but if you were going to use the word proven, it's proven to work. It's highly effective. It is built on sound principles when it comes to program design. So he was who I studied a lot when I was in college. Joel Jameson is my go-to guy in conditioning. Why? Because his approach is simple and it's easy to apply and it works. That aligns with my no bullshit, long haul mentality value. They also educate. All of these people are big on education, aligning with my value of self-efficacy and knowledge. So I have chosen these people Because yes, I have a personal bias towards them, maybe doing their actual programming, maybe implementing what they've said, but it only worked for me or I only saw value in it because it also aligns with my values of education first, long haul mentality, self-efficacy, being your own guinea pig, taking control of your own training. I will ask you how... have your values shown up in your philosophy? How have your values shown up in your methods? Look for it, write it down. Like I said, this is something that already likely exists. You are carving it out to find it, to define it, to identify it in a more clear way than you have before. If I asked you what your coaching philosophy is, you should be able to say, well, it's built on these values. Or you should be able to say, these are some of my favorite methods to implement with my clients and this is why. That should not be a hard thing for you to answer. If it currently is, 
ask these questions, write it down, see what clarity it brings you. Maybe it makes content creation easier. Maybe it makes communicating with clients easier. Maybe it's easier to create your application, your sales page, etc. other areas of your business. A beautiful thing happens when your brand and your coaching philosophy are rooted in values. It only leads to clearer communication in your content, your emails across all platforms, which brings aligned clients, like we mentioned, and more ease and joy into your business. I truly believe that. It's why going over core values is a pillar inside Fitzboro Foundations. So hopefully today's episode was helpful for you. It was short and sweet. If you've never considered crafting your coaching philosophy, maybe do that now. It might build some confidence. If you are not on any of my mailing lists, go to anniemiller.co slash news. You can find your options there. And until next time, I am Annie Miller. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fitzboro Podcast. Mm-hmm.